Hey girls, welcome to the Go Girl Podcast because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Each episode is about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery. Tune in for affirmations, motivation, girl talk, and girl power. Now let's get it started. Go girl. Hey girls, welcome back to another episode of the Go Girl Podcast. We are in for a treat today. A lot of us in the world respect Michelle Obama. She's beautiful inside and out, as far as I know. Because you don't always know someone until, you know, you really know them. Yada, yada. But from what we could see, she's a beautiful person inside and out. A lot of people admire her relationship with Barack Obama. So she posted something so sweet on her Instagram and gave some keys to a successful marriage. And so I'm going to share those on today's episode. But before that, just wanted to give a little update. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Ah, I had an amazing time. It was real. Okay. Like my partner and I let our parents pass us the torch. We're like, look, we'll host it this year. And our parents did still bring like one dish. However, I was a little nervous because I decided to cook the macaroni and cheese. Now, you know, people do not play about the macaroni and cheese. But I did that. All right. I did that. People went for seconds and thirds. People took the macaroni home. I was like, yes. My dad came back the next day to get some more food. I was like, okay, we did a good job, boo. We did a good job. I feel for everyone who cooked on Thanksgiving this year and any other years. Salute to my parents who have done it like every year because it is work, child. I cook desserts the day before Thanksgiving. And then I cooked on Thanksgiving. I swear I was on my feet from like 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. I'm making last minute runs to the grocery store. It was a lot. But I I honestly, and I was telling my my boyfriend's mom, I was like, she's like, you and they're doing it. I was like, I'm having a lot of fun. Like it feels good. And I think that quality was passed down to me from my parents. My mom and dad are very hospitable and always looking out for people when they come by. They're always making sure people are comfortable and they really enjoy cooking and and taking care of people. So I feel like, you know, I felt the same way on Thanksgiving. So I had a great time. It was full of family, full of fun, full of food, full of love. We all enjoyed each other, played games till midnight, had some drinks. Okay, a little eggnog here and there. I even made some gluten free options. So I made two macaronis because my man is has a restricted diet. He doesn't. He eats gluten-free food. So I made a gluten-free macaroni and a regular macaroni. First, I was going to make two gluten-free. Like, you know what? Y'all just got to do what you do. And I said, you know what? We're hosting. Other people are not gluten-free. I'm just going to make two and make one regular and make one gluten-free. And both of them got tore in two. My niece tried the gluten-free macaroni and was like, well, what's the difference with this macaroni and that one? I said, oh, it's gluten-free noodles. She said, I can't even taste the difference. So that means next time I'm just making one gluten-free macaroni because they crazy. Got me up in here cooking all this food. Just kidding. But I had a great time. Uh, I hope you all had a good restful break. It was hard to go back to work because I'm like, um, what do I do again? How do I do work? But I'm grateful that my job is a work from home a couple of days a week. So on Monday, decided to work from home, get a lot more rest. Instead of waking up at 6 a.m., I woke up at 8 a.m. and started work at 9. So it was all good. That was just a quick run through of my 
Thanksgiving break. And then I just took that Friday and did absolutely nothing at all. Nothing at all. And then Saturday and Sunday, uh, my man and I went out all weekend and just had a lot of quality time. You know, went to brunch, went to dinner. We did a little shopping. It was a good, fun time. So hope you all feel rested and feel good, feel rejuvenated and feel good this holiday season. But I do also want to take time and spread love to those who were missing someone this holiday season. I know this time is kind of tough. People might have lost a loved one this year or in previous years. And holidays tend to remind you of that time when that person was here. Whether it's Christmas or Thanksgiving, you can feel they're present spiritually, but they're not here physically. So I just want to send my love to those who has lost someone and missed them during the holiday season. So I wanted to get into this topic because, you know, we talk about relationships a lot on this podcast. And I saw Michelle Obama post on her Instagram a picture of her and Barack, and they look so cute and young. It's one of those like black and white photos where it's four images. Barack Obama is throwing the peace sign on one of them. And most of them, she's doing her little cute smirk and they're just hugging and being affectionate. And as I said, a lot of people admire their love and their relationship, but we don't know behind the scenes what all is going on. We don't know exactly all the time what makes that perfect recipe, like the ingredients you need to have that perfect recipe for a perfect relationship. And perfect relationships don't even exist, right? Everyone is so different. So I like that she shared some advice in her caption. So I'm going to read that to you. And she also asked people to leave their tips for a great marriage. And I'll read some of those as well so that we're all prepared in case we're looking to get married or, or I'll say that I was looking at it because I know that we're going to get married one day and you know, I just want to make sure I am well equipped. We both do a lot, you know, for our personal growth, my my boyfriend and I. So I think we are good in, in preparing ourselves. The main thing we have, I think, is really good communication. Like he was telling our parents at Thanksgiving the other day, like sometimes we don't see eye to eye. And that's real. We don't see eye to eye on things, but we do know how to communicate with each other and we respect each other. I always say respect. We respect each other even when things get a little rough. Like I might want things my way and he's not letting me have my way. And then I get mad, (laughs) you know? And so we communicate in a kind manner, in a respectful manner to make sure we come back to that place of harmony. So because I'm interested in marriage one day, I was really into what Michelle Obama had to say. And here it is. She says, as an adult, I've lived in a number of places, but as far as I'm concerned, I've only ever had one real home. My home is my family. My home is Barack. But here's the thing. Our marriage has never been perfectly 50-50. One of us is always needing more or giving more. We have to be willing to listen to each other honestly and without defensiveness. Only then can we evolve together. Over the years, a lot of young people have asked me about marriage. And my response usually goes something like this. You have to prepare yourself for long stretches of discord or discomfort. You have to learn how to make real compromises in the way you've lived as an individual. Glamorizing a relationship while you're dating will lead you straight to difficulty once you're married. You can't paper over problems when you're living with someone day in and day out. Mm -hmm. So you've got to ask yourself, what are you trying to get out of this relationship? 
Have you truly thought it through? Do you want a wedding or do you want a lifelong partnership? Those are two very different things. Together, you are answering the question, who are we and who do we want to be? Now I want to hear from you. What advice would you share about marriage or relationships? I felt all of that. Because <laughs> now, um, you know, living with a partner is so different than just dating them. Like dating, you see each other on weekends. It's kind of like a mini vacation. Like, oh, I get to see my person. We go out. We have fun. There's been more bickering since moving in together than before. Like before we like really never argued about anything. However, once we moved in, I'm like, well, I had my expectations. Like I wanted to eat at certain times. I wanted things cleaned a certain way on certain days, this and that. But that's how I lived. And I realized recently, oh, I, I'm transitioning and I'm, I'm like grieving this single independent living self, right? When you're living alone, you get to do what you want, how you want, whenever you want, you eat when you want, you clean when you want, how you want, all those things. But when you get a partner and someone who's like, okay, I'm going to contribute too, but it might not be at the time you want or the way you want, it's like, ooh. <laughs> so when she mentioned things are like rarely 50-50, you know, a lot of people in relationships say, oh, 50-50, partnership, teamwork, which I agree with. However, I'm learning that Sometimes teamwork means I work longer days or he work longer days. And then one of us will tend to the dishes while the other person doesn't because they're working longer. You know what I mean? Instead of, well, I clean the dishes a few days this week. Now you got to clean the dishes a few days this week, right? It's not going to be perfectly 50-50. Sometimes we're going to give a little more. Sometimes we're going to take a little more. Sometimes if I'm having a bad day, he might have to give a little more of his, his wisdom or his lending ear to listen or, you know, advice, whatever it is, and vice versa. But rarely are two people always on good terms at every single moment of the day and love every single thing that's happening in every single moment, right? Like we're different. But like she said, we have to be willing to listen to each other honestly and without defensiveness. That's one thing we have. We don't get defensive. However, we are very honest, like, hey, I felt bothered when, and this is what I need, boom, so that we can evolve together. I think it does get real when living with each other and living with each other usually comes after marriage, you know, if it's very traditional or just living with each other comes when there's a real commitment, like I see this long term. And when it's so serious and you're really committed, some differences will arise. It is what it is. When she said you have to learn how to make real compromises in the way you've lived as an individual is the part where I felt like, okay, girl, I feel attacked. <laughs> exactly like I was saying earlier. As an individual, I usually like things this way, but in a partnership, I'm realizing I'm not going to get my way all the time, but I can communicate my needs and desires and we could compromise and say, okay, I hear you. I got you. Right. But beforehand, you probably you don't you don't have to talk about what your needs are or how you like things cleaned or whatever it is, because you're on, on your own. That's why I do like relationships, because I feel like you learn so much about yourself through a relationship. It's easy to be like, oh, I have all the peace in the world when you're not in a partnership, of course. But when you're in a partnership, you're learning like, oh, I like things my way all the time. <laughs> Right. And you don't get that. You're like, oh, 
I got to figure out how to coexist with this person. And she says, glamorizing a relationship while you're dating will lead you straight to difficulty once you're married. You can't paper over problems when you're living with someone day in and day out. That becomes a problem when you're with someone and you live with them day in and day out. And you feel like you got to be quiet. You can't state your boundary because they're going to get bothered. Like I'm telling you, living with a narcissist or anything, an abuser, a cheater, a liar. And if you can't state how you feel or your boundaries, that could get so exhausting and draining. And you can't paper over those problems. You'll have a problem all the time, be arguing all the time because now you live together. You can't run from each other. You can't run from what's triggering you all the time. You can't run from the problems you have in that relationship. You got to communicate. And if you can't communicate, you got to be like, can I really do this forever? Can I really do this forever? So like she asked, what are you trying to get out of this relationship? I had to write that down in my journal (laughs) after reading this. Because I'm like, all right, I have like everything I need out of this relationship. I have the respect, the honesty, the loyalty, the friendship, the fun. I have the emotional support. I have consistency. I have love. I have like a lot of beautiful things. But those couple of things that I want is like, okay, well, he's not a maid. So for me to want someone to just wash the dishes a little bit more. Is, is that really going to make or break my relationship? No. If the dishes are there and I think they should have been washed like a day or two ago, I'm just going to wash them. That's that. Because he is not a maid. I'm not a maid. This is our house, household, not his household. It'll be different if I was going over my man's house. He got a dirty house and I'm always cleaning his house. Like, absolutely not. Just never done that. Never would. So this is our household. And I like things done a certain way. I'm just going to do it. And he does it too. It's just a little <laughs> different than how I do. You know, women just clean differently, okay? We just do, all right? But I have someone there for me in all of the ways that matter. So it's like, if there's an extra dish out there, whoopity-doo. Like, I could clean it. He'll get to it at one point. Or a lot of couples hire maid service. I just feel like we're two able adults and we should just clean ourselves. But one day we we might get really busy with our endeavors. We have a lot of things that we we work on all the time for ourselves and and for each other. And you know, we're going to build things together. So it's like, okay, if if the dishes are causing an issue, let's just hire maid service. Like we might get there one day. However, right now it ain't that deep. It ain't that serious. It is not that serious. If you are getting everything you want from your partner in other ways, I'm talking about with their character and they're treating you right and they're kind and loving and they like really treat you like the queen that you are and you two spoil each other and just love each other. And it's clear that you two care about each other. Like I know people where I'm like, does this person even care? about her? Does he even like her? Really? Like you see some relationships on TV. You're like, "Mm, doesn't look like they're really in love. Looks like somebody is using somebody, right? So be grateful. If you are in a partnership where you do feel like, okay, you're both contributing, you both are bringing things to the table and you're focused on what's right and the positives rather than what's wrong or those small annoyances. 
What are you trying to get out of your relationship? And are you providing that in your relationship too? The loyalty, the kindness, the respect. Are you giving that? And she also asked, do you want a wedding or do you want a lifelong partnership? A lot of people can describe everything they'd want in their perfect fairy tale wedding. They've thought about it since a young girl. All I know is the one song I want played, Luther Vandross, here and now. I know nothing else, no colors, no nothing, which I should start thinking about it now. Now that I think about it. Uh, yeah. But dang, that, that just made me feel like it's something else to add on my to-do list. But um, I mean, not like I'm getting married tomorrow or anything. Just saying I should think about these things because I'm sure it's going to happen one day. But people do think about the wedding. They do want it to look like everything is perfect. And they're thinking about that big white dress and walking down the aisle and, and whatever else it is. But think about the partnership. Think about what that really entails. After the wedding, even before the wedding, like when you're dating, I think when you're dating, really figure out, okay, can I really see myself with this person forever? This is going to be a lifelong partnership. 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 That's huge. Lifelong. That's long. I am willing to be with this person. I am choosing to be with this person. I'm choosing to grow through it all, go through it all, evolve in so many ways, be there and be their support and Expecting them to, yes, be my support as well. A lifelong partnership is so much more than just that wedding and looking good and having the beautiful pictures that day. Who are we and who do we want to be? My partner and I have talked about this too. Like, who are we as a couple? And we always say we love us. Like, we love, we love ourselves individually, but we love our relationship. We do. A lot of other people love our relationship too. Shout out to friends and family. But we worked on ourselves to make sure we're bringing our, our whole happy, healthy selves to each other. But like, who do we want to be? Oh, we want to be business owners. We want to be great parents to our future children. If we want to be great parents, then we need to make sure, okay, we know how to set boundaries with our kids or let our kids be like express their emotions and stuff. What what generational trauma or curses do we want to heal, right? We're working on it because it's a partnership, a lifelong partnership. We're not just thinking about us. We're thinking about our children and our children's children and everything, our children's education and how we want to raise them and, and you know, where do we want to live? And we're like talking about the building blocks. We have ideas for a wedding or whatever, but we're talking about the building blocks, the lifelong partnership. What does that look like for you? You have to define what that looks like for you and what that looks like for you with another person if you desire marriage. So Michelle Obama had about 40,000 comments on that post when she asked, you know, what advice would you share about marriage or relationships? And so I'm going to share a few with you that I thought were really good. Oh, this one is really, really good. Someone said to let go of that, well, I would have done this mentality because you're two different people. I was like, oof, because I'm the type, well, I would have cleaned on this day so that I would have been prepared to cook on this day so that I can do this on that day. You know what I mean? It's like, well, the partner's probably like, well, I'm going to work a little more on this day and then cook on this other day and clean on this other day, like whatever. Like when you get to the point where it's like, I would have done it this way, cool, 
That's how you would have done it. Maybe your partner does not think that way. Period. It's not that they care any less. It's not that they don't want to help or be there for you in that way. It's just that they are a different person. It's just that they do things differently. They are not you. If you desire something to be done a certain way, sis, do it that certain way. Or as I say, communicate about like, hey, what do you think about us doing things this way? Have that discussion. See if you took a compromise on something. If not, again, they are not you. If you don't get your way, it is okay because it's about compromise. Another person said, in their marriage, they always have manners. No matter what, they've always said please and thank you. And they wait for each other to eat. And I think that falls under kindness, just being kind. And I think that's why it's important to watch how people treat others. When you have those first few dates, how are they treating the waiter or the janitor or the host or whoever, the people who are serving them? How are Because one day you might be serving your partner, right? In a relationship, we're serving each other. So how are they serving strangers? Are they being rude and mean to the person? One day they might be rude and mean to you. Or are they kind? Are they saying please and thank you to the waiter or to anyone else or to their family, their friends, whoever? Like that's a character trait. Look for that. Waiting for each other to eat. Yeah, we do that too. We, Whenever I'm working from home or even when I come home and we eat dinner, we eat dinner together. We sit at the table and we eat dinner together and we just talk about our day. And I love those moments because also that's my feeding into my love language of quality time. But never take those small things for granted, please. And thank you. Another person said they've been married 63 years and it's good to be good friends first. Enjoy each other and give each other space and laugh and have fun. I like that. Be good friends first. Because I feel like you don't want to hurt your friends, right? You don't want to hurt your friend. You want to see them excel. You want to see them do well. You hope the best for them. That's why there's like memes that go around like, oh, my friend is my soulmate. And, you know, the partner, I don't know what the partner is. but Like a lot of people look at their friends as their soulmate, but your partner could also be your soulmate where you want to be kind to them. You want to be there for them as a friend would, right? I think that's so important. I don't want to hurt my friend. I want to make sure my friend is doing well. I want to make sure my friend is happy. I want to make sure my my friend is all good, right? So that's the same for my man. Like, that's the same way we feel about each other. Like, we're best friends. And <laughs> I'm just smiling. And um, like, we're really there for each other. If we need a vent, we're venting to each other. If we had a good moment in our day or a bad moment, we're sharing that with each other. We're, you know uplifting each other and we're just there and if things get rough we're going to communicate with each other and and if we have something to talk about we're going to talk with each other but we're going to have fun with each other i think sometimes in a marriage people look at it as a business and that's cool you know you're combining monies and assets and all of that understandable and there's a certain structure and way you're going to do things like a business cool but also don't get so caught up in it being like a business that it feels that way too. It feels stiff. It feels like all you're doing is taking care of the kids, taking care of your jobs, taking care of the household, 
Like have fun with each other. Like the date nights when you could just go out and have a good time with each other and spend that time outside the house and really enjoy. Like look forward to those moments. Be friends first. Go out. Laugh. Crack some jokes and have a good time. I know one of my friends, Spicy Mari, she had a recent podcast episode. Her podcast is called The Spicy Life, where she talked about relationships and talked about your expectations versus the reality. She had a couple on there. They're two comedians. Not sure their names, but, um, you know, the lady was just saying how she expected that she'd always just be happy in her marriage and everything's always great and fun and good, you know? And she said, the reality is there are some tough moments. And the reality is it's, it's a mirror to who you are and everything you need to work on. And that is the truth. That is the importance of relationships. It mirrors who you are. It shows you what you need to work on. Like if your partner complained about something about you, you're like, oh, I didn't know I did that. Or It shows you what you need to work on. It shows you areas that you still need to heal, right? Because your partner, especially if you're together all the time, will trigger you. And it's up to you. It's up to you to heal it. It's up to you to self-soothe. It's up to you to say, hmm, that didn't feel good. And I wonder why. Does it come from childhood or is it just from that moment in that day? They really help you become a better person, the right person will help you become a better person. Like I always say, relationship could bring you up or break you down. How are you feeling? Are you feeling better about yourself since being in this relationship? Are you feeling worse about yourself from being in this relationship? Ugh, I've been in the latter before where I felt like just not good enough, right? If you have a partner that's just making you not feel good enough or like you're not doing enough, like they're always talking down to you. They're always like talking about the way you're dressing or the way you're speaking or They just always got something to say like that could break you down in your self-esteem. Or do you have someone that's building you up that always has something positive to say? That's always like giving some encouraging words. It's always complimenting you and stuff that'll build you up. I think overall I'm a positive person, but I tell my man like, oh my God, you're more positive than than me. I I never thought I would meet someone, (laughs) you know, he, he has such a positive outlook on life, which is beautiful. Like I could be in my moments where I'm down about something. He'll change my perspective for me to look at it in a, a different way. And I'm like, damn, you are like super positive. <laughs> I thought I was, but it helps build me up. And I do the same for him. I think like with him, he's really tough on himself when it comes to business. So then that's where I help him change his perspective to where he's more positive. Sometimes things that happen in life can make me feel a little down and that's where he's more positive. So it's a really, really good balance. So have a person where there's a good balance. And here are a few things that a lot of people in the comments kept repeating for the keys to to success, which is self-awareness. Very, 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 very true. Self-awareness. Self-awareness also falls under, okay, I'm being triggered. I know this has nothing to do with my partner. This has something to do with the root of an issue, a trauma, a past experience, something like that. But I'm aware enough to know this has nothing to do with this person. Or I'm aware enough to know that if I don't step out right now, I might say something I regret. I'm so aware that I'm going to step away right now, take a moment, and then come back when I could talk calmly to my partner, right? Just being self-aware, not always blaming someone else for the issues, being accountable. You're being self-aware. Also, they said commitment compromise, trust, 
respect, fun are all keys to marriage. And I like this one a lot. Appreciation. I feel like we don't see that a lot. Appreciation and compassion. We don't see those two a lot when it comes to the keys to a healthy relationship or to marriage. Compassion and appreciation. Compassion because the person is different from you, right? I'm going to have compassion that for the things that they're going through, the things that they're healing from, I'm going to have compassion instead of me thinking, oh my gosh, they don't do anything right. It's like, well, let me have a little more compassion. What are they doing? Oh, they're doing all of that? Well, let me not trip over this. Let me just have a little compassion over that. And appreciation, where you're feeling like you're not being taken for granted, the other person is not being taken for granted, that you appreciate each other, you are grateful and thankful for that person so that they're not doing things that make you feel regretful or resentful because it's like, well, they're not appreciating this anyway, so now I don't want to do anything. They're not appreciating me anyway, so why even try? They're not appreciating what I'm doing anyway. They're not acknowledging it. They're not saying thank you, please, right? The manners, you got to give. You got to give that appreciation because it'll make people want to do whatever it is a little more. Stay thankful, stay grateful, stay humble, stay all those good things. Also, be yourself in your relationship. Be yourself. Keep growing and evolving in yourself, who you are. Keep becoming a better person because the better you become, the better your relationship becomes. The better you become, the better your relationship becomes. Because you're thinking of ways, how can I make me better? It's like, hmm, how can I make my relationship better? Or I'm becoming a better person by setting boundaries. It might be a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to set boundaries in my relationship. And when I set those boundaries in my relationship and they respect it and they're kind and communicate with me, it'll make our relationship better because I'm getting what I need out of the relationship and so are they. I know I can set boundaries. They can set boundaries too, right? Like all of it goes back to self-love. That's why I talk about self-love on the Go Girl podcast. That's why they say the more you love yourself, the more you love someone else. I agree with that. I don't agree with the, oh, you must be healed all the way to attract a relationship. Because like I said, in a relationship, you still find ways where you still need to heal, possibly. But if you love yourself, then you know you'll respect yourself. You'll treat yourself kindly. You'll have manners towards yourself. You'll, you know, you treat yourself well. So you'll only attract someone who's also going to treat you well. And they treat themselves well. Look at that. I'd say look at how a person treats themselves too to determine how they'll treat you. Right? So I'm going to get out of here though. I feel like I'm I'm pretty much got it all out there. Michelle Obama and her keys to successful marriage, which I totally agree with. And I hope that helps you too with your, with your marriage to someone else or if you desire that. Or even if you don't, these are things you should know even for yourself, have self-awareness, be committed to yourself, trust yourself, respect yourself, have fun with yourself, go out, date yourself, appreciate yourself, or give those things to any relationship, your friendship, right? It does not always have to just be a marriage or a romantic relationship that we're talking about on the Go Girl podcast. It's about having a healthy relationship with yourself and others, period. And I'm going to end it there. I hope you have a great rest of your week. 
hit me up on social media at Go Girl Movement or at I Am Ashley Caprice, all the socials. I'd love to hear from you. Please leave a five-star rating and review. I thank you so much. And until next time, I'm out of here. Go girl. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Connect with me on social media at Go Girl Movement or subscribe to the blog at www.gogirlmovement.org. By the way, have you purchased your copy of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love? Ten chapters full of ways to love yourself better. It's available right now on Amazon. Thank you for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Go girl.